Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 118 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about our recent trip to Chicago. So you're going to hear all about some stuff that was going on at our hotel. You're going to hear about when we went to see Hamilton. We're going to talk about how much fun we had at the Popcast Live Show and we are going to talk about college football because that is our favorite topic this time of year. Before we get to all of that though, I want to tell you about a couple of things. Here's the first one. This time of year can feel super hectic. It's not that it's a bad thing, it's just a reality. We've got work, we've got school, we've got practices, we've got games, plus all the family things that are going on this time of year. And one thing I have realized is that if there's a way to simplify or a way to be better organized, it helps the whole family function just a little bit better. And that is where PrepDish comes in. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. When you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list, with a grocery list, and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. If you like to eat gluten-free, this will work for you. If you like to eat paleo, this will work for you too. And after a couple of hours of prepping on the weekend, you'll have all of your meals ready for the entire week. So what that would mean this week is that you would have sheet pan baked turkey and sweet potatoes and carrots ready to go. Or you would have shrimp stir fry with sesame almond quinoa ready to go. It's such a help and so good for your sanity. Even better, the founder of PrepDish, Allison, is offering listeners of the Big Boo Cast a free two-week trial. So you can try it out. You cannot beat that. So check out PrepDish.com slash Big Boo for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash Big Boo for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. Alrighty, here's the second thing. Another thing about this time of year is that everybody needs new clothes. People need new pants, they need new shorts, they need new shoes, and it can get super expensive super fast. Well, I'm about to tell you a way where instead of buying things new, you can shop from millions of closets across America, and that is Poshmark. All you have to do to shop on Poshmark is to download the free Poshmark app. They carry clothes for women and men and kids and they have tons of brands to shop from you can shop from banana republic or free people or old navy whatever your favorites happen to be and you won't believe the deals that you'll find on poshmark you might find a pair of running shoes that you've had your eye on and the brand that you love for half off or you might find a free people shirt that you've seen on the website for a third of the price that you pay in the store It's the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. And that's the other thing about Poshmark. If you want to clean out your kid's closet or you want to clean out your closet, this is a really great, easy way for you to be able to sell those items. Shipping is easy for both the seller and the buyer. It's super fast. And if you see something that you want, you can make the seller an offer. So after you download the Poshmark app, you can get $5 off your first purchase just by entering the referral code big boo when you sign up that's referral code big boo when you sign up five dollars off your first poshmark purchase can't beat it Alrighty, y'all 
here we go with episode 118 as always we're so glad you're here and if you're here you're home Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And we have been to Chicago. Yes, we have. We have had a full weekend of fun and frivolity. I mean, we we had a jam-packed weekend that was just dysfunctional enough to feel exactly right. Yeah, that's right. It was a typical, I had envisioned, as I'm sure you had as well, mm-hmm. A weekend of some relaxation, yes, some downtime, yes, possibly call in room service to mm-hmm. deliver some sort of charcuterie tray to a room. Um, that's what I had envisioned just peace and quiet, and just a little bit like some work, but mixed with some downtime. So that's what we pictured. But in typical Mel and Sophie traveling fashion, that was not really the way it all went down. No, it is not. It is not the way it went down. So the the first sort of the the first complication, the first hitch in our travel giddy up, if you yes. will, yes, is is that as we approach the hotel. Now I will say we shared a car from the airport to our hotel, and there was a point where when we were turning onto some some, some street, I don't know which one it was, uh-huh. I saw back in the distance a Hilton sign, and there seemed to be some sort of something going on outside it. And I thought, oh gosh, I bet there's a speaker there or somebody that people are protesting. I yes. didn't really think that much of it. But I thought, I hope that's not our, like, I hope that's not the Hilton where we're staying. Yeah, yeah. It was not. Well, no, it was, it was not. not. And I feel like we have to back up just a minute because we had had one little typical glitch in the beginning, which was that when my flight landed, you had texted me and said, mm-hmm. I checked my bag, I'll meet you in baggage claim. For some reason, what my mind processed was that meant you were already waiting for me in baggage claim. So then when mm-hmm. I got to baggage claim I, and couldn't find you, I very much in just what is a real reasonable way started to imagine some sort of scene from the movie taken where I was going to have to have a specific set of skills to rescue you because I was sure that you had been abducted in the Chicago airport. It took me a full 30 minutes of texting you and calling you to get no response, which of course Mm -hmm. it was because the kidnappers had shut off your cell phone access. That's right. In my mind before I realized, Oh, her flight is landing after mine. She's in the air right now. So That's I right. feel like I missed some of the strike goings on because I was just so relieved at that moment to be actually be sitting with you in the back of an Uber that you were alive and well. So thank you. Well, there you go. So listen, now. I, pr- I appreciate how you value my life. Um, I, I, I will say that at least if I had been abducted, we were in a city with, with apparently just a, a crackerjack police force. Yes. Um, based on what we see on television. So right. in all the, in all the different Chicago shows. So yeah. Chicago um, fire, Chicago cops, Chicago SWAT mm-hmm. team. Yeah. All yeah. Of <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So we, so we did pull up to our hotel um, and our hotel also was um, sort of covered up in protesters because Hotel workers had gone on strike low that very day. Yes, yes, just mere hours before we arrived. 
And and I don't know about you, but I didn't really appreciate what that might mean as no. we got out of the car. Like, no, I don't, no. I don't really appreciate how that could affect our trip. I don't really appreciate how that could affect our accommodations. I'm just excited to be there. Yeah. And, and, and there were a lot of people I noticed leaving their bags at the baggage claim yes. space on the bottom floor. But again, I didn't think that was, I just thought, Oh, other people flew in early as well. Other people are just having them hold their bags until check-in at three o'clock. Yes. You and I were tracking. That was exactly, I was in no way thinking as to how this might affect my life currently. No. Mm -mm. So when we got upstairs and we went to the check-in we got, we, there's not really a long line. We went and checked in and the girl, after she, you know, got her information and all that kind of stuff, she said, now I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if your rooms will be ready at three. Yes. And she I think that it was slowly. She really did. And I feel like that was when it started to sink into me. Like, oh, there, I also had noticed that the lobby of the hotel was very crowded. It was, yes. it was a lot of people in there. And so I said, so like when? And she said, well, maybe later this afternoon. And then I think you said, well, will the rooms be ready today? And she said, I hope so. Yes. And that is when I felt a panic start mm-hmm. in the pit of my soul. Cause mm-hmm. I felt like I was, I, I felt like I was being very jokey. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to win uh-huh. her over with my charm, like, ha ha, are they going to be ready uh-huh. today? And yeah. she was like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. And I got, and she hit me back with a, I really hope so. I'm just trying to be honest with you. Yes. Uh, what you had there were two Enneagram nines trying to yeah. keep it light, everybody. Cause we're all making friends, right? Yeah. We're, we're gonna, we're all gonna be good when this is over. And and then we have what I felt was a five. He was <laughs> like, hey, here's what it is. Um, I'm gonna lay this out for you with zero emotion about how you might be feeling. Yeah. Um, but I just want you to, to know what's up. Yeah. And so, so we were a little, I feel like for about the next hour, we were sort of like cartoon characters like just with it, we just had our, our little bags and we just sort of were in, walked in circles. Yeah, we did. Well, we tried to go over to, there was a hotel restaurant and I said, we were both hungry. So I said, why don't mm-hmm. we just go over there? That's close. And we've got our bags and we don't need to go through the business of checking our bags with the bellman. That seems like a hassle. And so we'll right. just go eat. Well, then we got there and the waitress came and took our drink order and then I said, is there a menu? And she said, oh, we don't have cooks. You're just going to have to make do with what's on the buffet. And you sent me to scout out the buffet, which I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you felt real questionable. And I think I right. came back and gave you a shake of the head as in, you mm-hmm. no ma'am, no yeah. ma'am. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a quick side-to-side movement that essentially was like, uh, that's a nope. That's a, yeah. that's a nope. Yeah, that's so a chicken did- that has been sitting there for a couple of hours. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we didn't have our drinks after about 25 minutes, we we sort of decided that probably we weren't going to get service. Maybe. Yes, it finally kicked in. Uh-huh. And so we left and checked our bags and went to the most bizarre Italian dining scenario I've ever participated in. I don't even I don't even know if I can explain it, but it was something. It was fine. It was fine. And when we went when we went back to the hotel, um, one room was ready. 
Yes. Was that right? Yes. Um, the line at that point in the lobby was, I, I, it wrapped. Like it was, there were so many people yeah. waiting to check in. And there were so few rooms available. And then you actually got us checked. You actually got our room keys, keys from the concierge, I think is where you got them. Yes. Well, I found her because you were waiting in that line. And I thought, this feels like a long line to wait in. And then you said, oh, look, well, maybe go ask her. So I went mm-hmm. because I felt like at that point, the, the, the thing that concerned me the most is now not only was the lobby full of people, but the hotel staff was handing out free drinks to everyone. <laughs> and I thought, when you're resorting... I've been on yeah. this flight before, and when you start handing out free stuff, uh-huh. I'm going to say this doesn't bode well for where I'm going right. to sleep tonight. Yeah. It's, right. The, the news is bad. Yeah. The news is bad. <laughs> it's real bad. You're not handing out free rosé for no reason. You're trying to get some folks liquored up so that they will forget that they are currently just stuck in a lobby with nowhere to go. Exactly. Uh-huh. And we, we, we ended up finding out that the, the management, different management team members were actually cleaning the, ro- the rooms that day. Yes. And so we went up to the one room. We ended up, we got ready for the play there. Yes. Because we, we, we had several phone calls where Melanie did her, her best um, Regina Phalanges. Regina <laughs> Phalanges. Um, I'm here with my file facts. Um, you, you really did your best. <laughs> I mean business. Yes. I'm going to need to know when these rooms are going to be ready. Can you give me a specific, I'm looking for a time frame. And I believe what I got back was, no, I cannot give you a time frame. That's That's right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It didn't really help. Um. And, and in the middle of all this, and we won't even get into this because some stories are too long to tell. But David had also contacted. <laughs> yes, yes. The Hilton headquarters, headquarters, mm-hmm. and talked to a lady named Jocelyn. Yes. Um, about our prospects for rooms. Yes, and 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 said to Jocelyn, one of my favorite lines of all time that I will treasure with mm-hmm. me in my heart until my dying day is, mm-hmm. "I'm going to need to know when these rooms are ready. My wife is traveling alone." <laughs> My wife is traveling without me. My wife is traveling without me. And so she's going to need accommodations for the night, which to which I think I said to you, did you also time travel back to 1950? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I so appreciated him trying to play that card. Yeah. Um, But. Anyway, so he had tried to get some answers. Yes. God bless him. Thank goodness. Because I I still think his phone call, I think that's why one of our rooms was miraculously ready. I really do think they were like, look, whoever is Hudson on this deal, y'all need to get them a room. Uh Like that needs to happen because this guy's going to keep calling. And listen, Uh I've never loved David Hudson more than in the moment. Yeah. What we're dealing with on this other end of the phone for somebody in Alabama is just not sustainable. (laughs) So y'all just... We can just go ahead and, and, and get them settled if we could. Just one just one ring. Um, so somewhere in headquarters, they were saying, he just said to me that his wife is traveling without him this weekend. We're going to need to get this woman a room. Uh-huh. And how many times have I traveled without my husband in the last four years? Like Seven, 80? I was going to say I, 762 I, times. 
exactly. But but I so appreciate that when he goes into problem solving mode, that somewhere inside of himself, he still feels like the knowledge that I'm traveling alone is going to be enough to move some corporate person into action. Yes. Yes, that they're going to be very concerned and say, we didn't realize the little woman was traveling by herself. That's right. <laughs> right. Oh, well then. Alex, when I got home, he was like, oh, mama, if you could have been here when daddy got on the phone with those people. Apparently, Alex stopped everything he was doing to eavesdrop. Well, he was he was captivated by it. But all that to say, one room was ready. We got ready for, for the play because we had tickets to Hamilton yes, Friday night. Yes. The theater was just down the street. Which was very convenient. Very convenient. And we went to see Hamilton. Now, several people at the podcast, several people at the podcast wanted to know how you felt. I think it's probably obvious how I felt, though I'll get into that later. But I think it's more important for you to share your thoughts about Hamilton and and all that the the pre Hamilton the first act the second like what what were your what were your reactions and Listen, thoughts? I, here's what I need to here's what I need to say. I went into mm-hmm. Hamilton and I know this will surprise y'all given my personality. I went into it a little skeptical. I went into it a little bit with okay. the thing of like, there's no way this is going to be as good as as everybody says, a little part of me wanted to like bucket and be like, I don't understand why everybody's been so obsessed with this. Um, now, okay. all that being said, I loved it so much. I can't stand it. It, I'm so happy. it was so good. It was better than what I even expected. And really, I mean, I kind of knew enough. Here's what I knew about Alexander Hamilton. I knew that he was okay. a founding father. I knew that he helped write the yes. constitution I knew that okay. he was killed by Aaron Burr. That's what I knew. That was, the, okay. that was the gist of my knowledge. So there were a lot of things in it that I didn't necessarily know. but And I knew that the whole thing was like a rap. I knew that it was a lot of rap songs. But I just wasn't prepared for how brilliant it was. I thought the cast was phenomenal. I mean, I don't... And, and I, here's what I loved for me. I had... I really do. If you haven't seen it and you're going to get the opportunity to see it and you don't know anything about it, I highly recommend that experience because I really went into it totally cold. I didn't know one song. I didn't know anything that was going to happen. I didn't know what the stage was. I believe that when we sat down, I said, so is this stage, are we in Virginia right now? And you were like, yes, you did. And you were like, none of it takes place in Virginia. And so... No, I did say, I said a little, I did, uh, some of it takes place in Virginia, but just not right at the beginning. Not, no, but it just, not for a little bit. But the music was so good. Like, and it really is one of those that is the day, like, you'll be glad to know now I've been driving around listening to it. And like, it just gets into your like psyche, like you can't, and I've even looked up and now I've seen that the Hamilton tour is coming to San Antonio in May. And I feel like I'm going to have to go see it again. I'm so delighted. I cannot even tell you as somebody who kept it a secret, you know, because I was ashamed at first. Um, And I believe you even confronted me on this very podcast when you say, I feel like you've been holding something back. Uh, um, I'm so tickled. And I will say, I really was impressed by how well you sort of grabbed hold of the story, because I think if I had seen it cold, I would have been confused. Okay. Because it, because listening to the cast recording as much as I did, it took me a while to get the story straight. Uh-huh. And I know it's different when you see it, but I do think that like you, you really got the story. And so I thought that was, 
that was like a testament to your your attention and your well I was you well, know and I think but here's what I think is interesting because now that I've gone back and like just listened to the music I've thought kind of the same about you where I thought I think if I had just heard the soundtrack it would have been really hard for me to follow and figure out what was going on mm. like without seeing the characters and the story and all of that so to me the way I did it but made more I think it helped me understand it more because I could see all the characters and I always knew who was talking and or singing at any given time that's true because that that was that did take a long time to figure out who I was hearing yeah like you know when I but but all that it was just it was beautiful and I don't want to give anything away um if people haven't seen it but there is there's an an another layer to it if you see it than than you get if you just listen to it and I was actually talking to my friend Delinda about it yesterday she and her daughter saw it um a few months ago and they saw it in Chicago too and like as we were talking about it both of us had goosebumps all over our arms like it's just the story is so beautiful and I've like I fell in love with the story when I listened to it but it's the story's even more beautiful when you see it Mm -hmm. and when you see the staging, when you, when you see the acting and then, and then there's just a, there are just a few little things, especially at the end that just add another layer to, to the whole thing. And I thought it was beautiful. I did miss, and I told you this, um, and Aaron, Aaron Moon and I talked about this some, I did miss a few of the voices that I kind of gotten used to hearing Mm -hmm. on the, you know, when I would listen to the cast recording. So I, but like, overall I just I thought it was so beautiful I was it was so moving to me I thought it was so here's the thing to me it was inspirational on so many levels like I felt like watching it and it's really helped me kind of get you couldn't tell by the fact that I cleaned out my closet yesterday but it has it has Mm -hmm. inspired me to like get going on my writing because I felt like here's all the levels I felt it was inspirational on. It was inspirational in that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote that entire thing like how do you read I mean I have studied history before and never in my mind did I think, you know what I would like to do is compose a rap about all this. That is mm-hmm, going to be cohesive mm-hmm. and brilliant and it's going to use all these lyrics and it's going to be music that's just so unbelievable. So on that level, I, I told you, I think I told you after, I said it, it reminded me of the way I felt when I finished reading the Harry Potter series where you're like, well, J.K. Rowling's mind operates on another level of creativity. Yeah. Like it's another plan yeah, to yeah. be able to wrap all these pieces up and to be able to like, that really is. And I don't know where either of them stand spiritually, but you're like, that really is such, that's got to be such a God breathed, like God given thing to have that level of talent. Like that just, that's otherworldly to me. So oh, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before you continue okay. with your inspirational okay. yeah. things. Can you now say, having seen Hamilton, that the gospel's all over it? I would definitely agree with that. Absolutely, I would. Mm-hmm. Yes, the gospel was all over it. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Gospel's all I know, over I know that's not something you've ever really thought about, but um, <laughs> yeah, yes. So I think on that level, it was inspirational. And then just the story of Hamilton, which I'm always, to me, the founding fathers, I feel like the older I get, the more I appreciate that story of how they really did leave behind everything. And they really did risk everything to build this nation, Mm -hmm. which is just phenomenal. Like what they, what they sacrificed and what they did, but just Hamilton's story and the way that he was able to rise above his circumstances. 
Um, and the fact that his writing is part of what got him there, that part of it was so inspirational. And I also found his his wife to be very inspirational. So there were just so many different yes. levels of, of, to me, inspiration in the whole deal. I just, I just adored it. I know the, the, I've always loved the Eliza piece of the story. I mean, that's always been so, and I think I told you whenever I would listen to it, I would always cry at, at, at the end, at the last mm-hmm. song with the, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Like it always made me cry, mm-hmm. but I don't think I really understood why is until or or I don't think I understood the complexities of why until I saw it like there's just oh I've got see I've got again I've got I've got goosebumps um it it's just it is so inspiring and I told you like to be like I was when I was listening to it all the time I was writing Giddy Up Eunice and so that whole that whole sort of motif that runs all the way through it with the why do you write like Mm -hmm. you're running out of time why do you write every second you're alive, every second you're alive? Like, I, there's something in me that gets mm-hmm, that, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you can't shut your brain down. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't know. I just, yeah, love it. it was so I good. Love it. I mean, that was, that was for sure. That was a major highlight of the whole weekend. And so, and bonus while we were sitting there. So we ended up sitting in our seats in the theater and then um, the girl that sat next to us, was like, oh, I'm actually here to be at the Popcast. And she was like, I'm sitting next to y'all. And yes. then we found out that their hotel was not on strike. And so it gave That's us, exactly we were able right. to have the comfort of knowing. So we felt like, and so I called their hotel and we knew that we had a backup two rooms that we could get into if need be, which we didn't end up needing to, but it was nice to know that we could. Yeah, we I liked, actually, when we were leaving the theater, I said, I, my vote is that if we get to the hotel and the second room's not ready, we tell them we're leaving. Yeah. We were on board with that plan. But then we got there and the room was ready. Yeah. Um, maybe, who knows if it was because David's wife was traveling alone. That's right. Um, but But it was ready. And so they actually put you in a room that was about the size of my house. It was huge. <laughs> it was it was huge. God bless them, like for for getting us anywhere, you know. Yeah. Because there was no room service, there was no food service, there was no maid service. Like you know, they, when you walked out on the floor of your hotel, they had um, big tables covered full of towels and washcloths. Like, please help yourself. Yeah. Um, which and it was fine. Yeah. It was so fine. I don't like to have maid service typically when I'm at a hotel anyway, because no. I don't. I just. I'm fine with the bed not being made and all that kind of stuff. But it was, um, I mean, bless their hearts. They were scrambling. Yeah, they sure were. Yeah, it was, it was not good. And I can't even imagine having that hit you on a Friday. I mean, my only thought was the only like, is part of me was like, well, y'all had to know this was coming. I mean, I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't feel like maybe they had adequately prepared a good backup plan. It seemed like maybe their backup plan got better as the weekend went on. I don't know that, but, um, yeah. So anyway, but yes, we got into a room. Now I did, I do have to say I was in that huge room. It had two bathrooms, which I, I'm mm-hmm. not real sure, but it had two bathrooms. But when I went to go check out, cause I was like, looking, I was like, what are all these doors to? And I was like, well, this is another bathroom that does not appear as if it were cleaned. So I just shut mm. the door to that bathroom and tried to forget it existed for the rest of my stay. But thanks to you, because you had generously given me one of your extra pillows. I had plenty of pillows to get me through in spite of the lack of housekeeping, which was another concern of mine. Cause I thought where, who's going to bring me my eight pillows that I need. 
somebody's going to have to unlock a closet. Yes. It's really, that's how they like that's where you are. Yes. Somebody's going to have to, have to, have to help with that. Yeah. Um, so the next day, so we, so we wrapped up with Hamilton. Uh-huh. We went back to the same Italian place afterwards because everything was closed. Yes. We nearly went to a subway, which we said would have been the most on brand thing we've ever done is going Abs- a terrible ab- sandwich, but we, we didn't. We didn't. We went just went back to that same Italian place, and then the next morning I woke up early um, to and 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 watched Game Day. Yes, from from the very beginning, and then you woke up not too long after. Yes, I feel like yes, I got up and watched. Yeah, because it was in College Station, Texas, um, as you know, which is a place that's very important to me. Um, For sure. So I got up and watched, and so then you came down at some point, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah. I I went up. I think at the end of the at the end, towards the end of game day, I went to your room, and then we watched the first half of the Mississippi State game together. Yes, which was I mean, you know, it was a little bit of a slow start, but when it was it was increasingly clear that we had that in hand, we walked an absolutely beautiful walk in the most beautiful, cool, breezy weather. Yes, we, we walked to to. Um, to the public house. Isn't that what, what it, yeah, was it was called? The public house. It was a sports bar. We had looked up the night before you had said, let's find ourselves a sports bar with like 52 TVs and we'll go watch the game. Uh-huh. And I was like, perfect. Only we couldn't find seats inside. So we ended up not watching anything. And I followed the game on my phone, but the food was great. We enjoy, I feel like that was a meal we really enjoyed. It was really good. We got a mix of some nachos, some French fries, some, what else did we get? We got a flatbread. Some Brussels sprouts. Yeah, it was delicious. That was a really good meal. And then before we knew it, after the striking hotel workers and the whole Hamilton experience, and then we 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 broke down Hamilton. We woke up. We watched some football. We ate lunch, and then it was it was time before we even could turn around. It was time to go out to the theater where they were having the popcast. Yes. Hey everybody, it's me, all by myself in the middle of the podcast with two things that I want to tell you. Here's the first one. Melanie and I both love it when we find companies that solve pesky little tasks or problems that we all have. And one that I have tried recently is called Simple Contacts. It is a total game changer for anybody who wears contact lenses. If you wear contacts, then you know how annoying it is to have to get a prescription year after year just to be able to buy more contacts. Well, Simple Contacts is changing all of that by using technology to make renewing your prescription and buying contacts super simple. Here's how it works. Using your phone or computer, you can take the Simple Contacts vision test in five minutes from literally anywhere, from an airport, if that's your thing, in your office, in your bedroom, and then a real doctor reviews your test within 24 hours and writes you any prescription. And before you know it, a fresh supply of your brand new lenses is on the way to your door. So you don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to sit in a waiting room. Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to wherever you are, whenever you need it. And if you have an unexpired prescription, you just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price. They do all the hard work for you. I first tried Simple Contacts several months ago. I took the test right here in my office. It was as easy as they said it would be. 
and my contacts are here within days. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses and their prices are unbeatable. The prescription is just $20. The contact lens prices are low and shipping is free. And best of all, our Big Boobcast listeners get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. So to save $20 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash bigboo20. That's B-I-G-B-O-O-2-0 or enter the code BIGBOO20 at checkout. I want to be sure to mention that this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. I actually have one of those this week. You still need to make sure you get that, but this is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Again, check out Simple Contacts and get $20 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash BIGBOO20, B-I-G-B-O-O-2-0, or just enter the code BIGBOO20 at checkout. Give it a try and thank me later. Here's the second thing I want to tell you about. Care of. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. Y'all, if you are trying to be healthy, and Melanie and I are both really trying to do that, Care of makes that process even easier than you thought it could be. Care of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle choices, and it only takes five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. So you can take care of's quiz and get the vitamins you need to get back on track and reach your health goals. What I especially love about care of is that the vitamins are delivered right to your door in personalized, easy to remember daily packs. After you take the quiz and you find out what you need or you find out what your priorities are, your vitamins come in these little bitty packs and you can just pull one out a day. You can stick it in your purse. You can pull out as many as you need for a trip away for a weekend, but it saves you from having to carry lots of bottles with you everywhere you go. Care of puts honesty first, providing all the research that supports each of their recommendations backed by a scientific advisory board. And your monthly subscription box can be easily modified at any time. So if you would like to try Care Of and get 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code BIGBOO. Again, for 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code BIGBOO. Alrighty, y'all. Here we go. Back to episode 118. How do you even, how do you even summarize for people what those live shows are like? I don't know. They're so dang funny. God, they're so fun. I love doing them so much. I mean, Knox and Jamie, first of all, or well, first of all, Aaron Moon is a pro because as we know, there were some sound issues. They were having some problems. They were, she was really having to scramble, but I felt like it all came together beautifully. And like, just to coordinate that whole thing, I so appreciate that she had to do that whole thing. That feels like the most grown up thing a person could do is to have to plan and produce a whole show like that, right? Oh, yes, I agree. Uh, if if I were to try to produce any sort of live show, it would consist of me wandering around backstage looking for a microphone and then not understanding why I couldn't turn it on. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. 
And then I just shout at people. Like, I don't, I don't even, I don't have any idea how you know how to put that stuff together, but she, she does and she times it out and they're so organized and it's so great and so funny. And here's, here's what I love though about those podcast shows is there is such a, there isn't, there's a level of familiarity that's already established. So it's not like a situation where people are going in cold and speaking to a group of people who have no idea who they are and, and not really sure if they want to listen. Like the people who come to those shows love the podcast and they come in, they know, they know all the backstory yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Most of the people do. They, they're, they know the personalities. And so it's like they, they come in and they are ready to laugh, yeah, yeah. which, which makes it so much fun and really makes it such an easy, um, I don't know, relaxed kind of atmosphere, which is, it's just super fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, and Knox and Jamie just do such a good job of like, it's fun. It's funny. It's everything you would want it to be. I feel like they know their audience. They know how to tailor a show to their audience. I just, it's so much fun. God, it's just, it's just, it's a great thing to go do. And it was fun because there were people there who listened to, to our podcast, which I feel like always surprises us. Yes, every time, because I really don't (laughs) think about anybody actually listening. And, and really like, honestly, because you don't look around on the back end of things, that sounds bad, but like, Mm -hmm. because like, like when I go in and I'm posting an episode or whatever, I will, I see numbers, you know what I mean? Like I can see downloads and all that. You never see that side. So, so for all, you know, it's just you, me and like somebody in Des Moines. That's right. I mean. Yeah. So it's always a, it's always feels like a surprise when we actually talk to people who who listen. I don't know. I I appreciate it so much, but it just it always tickles me because I'm like it really is about nothing. And then the people who are like, I made my husband listen to every episode, and I'm like, well, I feel so bad for him like that. But whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that your poor husband. Yeah, so that was super fun. I felt like that was. Very fun. And then let's talk about the fact that the A&M Clemson game was going on at the exact same time. Okay. All right. So I will, I will give you full credit. You were trying so hard. Thank like you. you were really being, you were being disciplined. The game started before the, before the, the show started. You had your phone, you had dialed down your brightness. Yes. Like your phone was not a distraction, but you were, and you were just following on GameCast, which surprised me because I really felt like you were going, I felt like you were going to watch it on your phone. I know. I felt, I really, I, I, I had a problem with that. I had a conflict in my soul over that because I felt like GameCast was going to help me kind of control my emotions a little bit where if I could actually see it, if I had actually seen us miss that first 26 yard field goal, I think I would have screamed out in horror, but instead it just made me, I just was able to lean over to you and go, we just missed a 26 yard field goal. You know, like it, it helped me kind of keep maybe a little emotionally removed that, and I needed that in that moment. Well, and I, I think that occasionally people would give you reports about what the score yes, was yes. Um, as we visited with people. And I feel like your expectations were so reasonable about the whole thing because you have said, you had said all day, if we can keep it close, yes. I'll feel good about yes, it. Yes. But there was one point where somebody told y'all, told you that, that, that y'all were being clobbered. And, and and you really felt like you, that that meant that y'all were getting beat like 28 to nothing. That's right. But it was still just 14 to three at that yeah, point. Yeah, in the first quarter. And so I was like, 
that at that point, this is still a ball game. That is, we are, we are two scores away from being okay, which I felt like I was very validated later in that belief because uh, guess who made a comeback? Right. Which I will say, we were talking to some people after the live show was over and you were, you had kind of been watching your phone like, okay, well, there's three minutes left. There's two minutes left. And then all of a sudden a man who was there with his wife. No, don't call him a man. He was a knight in shining armor. He was a hero. It's what he He was. was. Not all heroes wear capes. And I'm going to tell you, this one did not, but he was the hero of, I've never loved anybody more than I loved him in that moment. He, He came out of the line and he said, they just scored. And you said, what? And he said, they just scored. And you said, what are you? And he just handed you his phone. And I have never seen you like... Essentially, remove yourself one from one situation to fully engage in another situation any faster. I mean, it was like a switch flip, and you were you. I mean, like you got those glasses on, you got that phone right up in your face, and you removed yourself from the people immediately because it required some concentration. Like, I did. I did. That is so true. And in that moment, I think that I basically said to this nice line of people who were waiting. If y'all want to wait, that's fine, but I'm going to finish watching this game. And then I looked at him and then I said, and I'm going to have your phone until it's over. Yeah, you did. You said, I hope you don't mind if I, if I use your phone. And then um, there were, there were four or five people who we were waiting to talk to. And I told them, y'all, this may take a minute. Yeah. Um, This, this, you know, but, but please, by all means, have a seat and, and and let's see what happens. We'll be with you shortly. And then. We did not convert on the two-point conversion, which meant that we lost the game. And really, in that moment, I've reflected on it. That may have been, I can't even imagine the level of of crazy that I would have gone if we would have tied that game up and then it had gone into overtime. I'm afraid that I would have run off with that man's phone. I mean, I'm afraid I may have spiked it like a football. I don't know what would have happened. So it's probably better Uh uh that maybe that that moment went that way. And here's the thing. I mean, and I don't mean to be, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's a new day. I think there's, but that game to me felt like a harbinger of great Aggie football that is to come. So I could not be as much as I look back and go, man, we could have won that game because we could have won that game. I also look at it like we could have won that game. Yeah. Like against the number two team, like we racked up over 500 yards of offense against the nation's arguably top defense, all of whom are going to go, they're projecting first round in the draft this year. And so I'm like, if we can do that, then there is no limit. We are like Alexander Hamilton. We can rise from nothing and there is no telling what we can achieve. What I'm saying. You're going to write a new Aggie football. I'm going to write a rap about it. Going to rise up. That's right. I will tell you that after I got home um, Sunday night and we were kind of recapping the weekend, I mean, we weren't five minutes into the recap and David said, oh my gosh, by the way, the Aggies look fantastic. He said, that was the, that was the most fun game to watch. He had, and he said, he said, I, well, yeah, he said, I watched Jimbo Fisher's press conference and he said, he's going to get it done there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, David. I agree. So see, David is my favorite person for the second time in the week. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I was traveling without him. I was yes. traveling alone, which as I told I you, who's going to mess with me? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's messing with me. Like, no, 
that, nobody is messing with me. Um, oh, makes me so happy. But no, it like I've gone back since and I've watched the game. I, I mean, of course, as you know, I told you later, we got back to the hotel after um, <laughs> after the podcast and I stayed up till two in the morning yes. watching every clip, reading everything, watching. I watched Jimbo Fisher chew out those referees. I can't even tell you. I've watched that no less than 15 <laughs> times at this point. I feel like really... Here's what I know. I know you love college football, but I also know you see a little bit of Perry Shankle in him every time you watch it. There's something. <laughs> there's something in it's us. very familiar. Yes, yes. There's something in us that loves it when somebody will get like when they just will get flat out feisty for uh-huh. a cause they believe in or a, a something that they believe is wrong or unfair. Like Uh I'm drawn to that personality, basically like a moth to flame anyway. Yes. So it's, I mean, for a peacemaker, that personality is like, that's a magnet is what it is. Yeah. It's like crack cocaine. Uh It really is. I mean, like, I know I can't either. I cannot get enough of it because it is not, I've, I don't know when I have reacted to anything like that in my life. Uh Like, so what people who have the courage, Oh, listen, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's something mm-hmm. well and I think it's so telling of kind of where Aggie football has been because like when you go on the message boards like I feel like everything has been like the team looked great Kellen Mon was great how about coach Fisher chewing out those refs I mean it was like mm-hmm. it's a group somebody said I can't remember it was somebody in national media said I've never heard the student section was chanting Jimbo after the game ended and they were like we've never heard the the fans chant a coach's name after losing a game but right. it was like, it was, it was like, this is a new day. Like everybody yeah. was like, okay, we, we believe. And I mean, and I think everybody was optimistic. And of course you pay him all that money and you feel like he's going to be the answer. But I feel I, like that night mm-hmm. we saw like a tangible, like, oh, this is really, he really is going to, this is a new day. He really is going to get stuff done. Well, can, so, so I will say caduce to you and somebody actually asked us at the pop, at the <laughs> podcast why we say caduce because she had always thought it was kudos. So she thought, uh-huh. and, and so just to clarify, we know that's not the right way to say it. Um, and, and honestly, we should have probably clarified that a long time ago, but the reason why we say caduce is because Ramona Singer said it that way on the Real Housewives of New York and we thought it was hysterical. So yes. For all of you who have been concerned that we weren't saying kudos, thank you for being concerned. And thank you in some cases for loving us enough to ask us about it. So that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kudos to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. You and I had a, had a discussion and we'll, and we'll like Mississippi state won. It was not like the, a glamorous win, but it was a, it was a win. Our running back Kylan Hill did great. He was SEC offensive player of the week. He was fantastic. Um, Ole Miss had a little bit of a time with um, Southeast Missouri, but they ended up, or no, Southern Illinois, sorry. And yeah. the, they ended up coming back and winning by like 472 points. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Tennessee won. And um, but, I don't know if you're the, aware of Florida lost. That's where I was headed because <laughs> Kentucky won everyone. Now, Florida fans, I, I'm, I'm going to hit a point at some it, – somewhere in the near future where I'm going to, I'm going to cheer for y'all. But I was, I was really like the part of me that is petty and somewhat bitter that Dan Mullen left us for another school. (laughs) 
felt some degree. I don't, again, I don't wish suffering or ill on the Florida Gators. I'm just saying it felt a little bit like vindication for State to win on Saturday and for Coach Mullen to lose. I appreciate Coach Mullen. I enjoy mm-hmm. Coach Mullen. I will cheer for Coach Mullen in the future. But for for that one night, for there to be an upset, I was like, okay, Kentucky. I see mm-hmm. you, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I see you. Mm-hmm. I well, see and you, not Kentucky. only that, but I believe that you had made the call a couple of weeks ago that you said, I think Kentucky is one to watch this year. Mm-hmm. I do, because they were tough last yeah. year. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think Kentucky is uh, really Georgia's probably biggest competition in the East as of right now. I agree. I agree. And listen, I had, I thought Mm -hmm. that Georgia South Carolina game was really going to be tight. And I, Mm -hmm. I had even told you, like, I think Will Muschamp might be able to get it done, but I was wrong. I was, I was wrong. I didn't think that Will Muschamp, you know how I feel about that. That's, I have baggage with Will Muschamp. So I didn't really care if he got it done or not. So, um, that was kind of my overall. I mean, it would have been fine if he had. I always love an upset, and I always tend to find myself cheering a little bit for an underdog in most games. Um, but in that moment, I didn't really care. I'm going to tell you who took it on the chin this weekend is Arkansas. Um, listen, I, mm. that was not. I don't feel like that was not really what anybody was expecting, or um, and I feel like. Arkansas fans, maybe it's just because of who I follow on social media, but I do mm-hmm. seem to follow a lot of Arkansas fans mm-hmm. and God love them. They were very quiet Saturday and Sunday. There was yeah. not a whole lot happening on social media with our Arkansas people. They were. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It took the woo pig right out of it. It did. It, it did. All they were left with was a little bit of a Sue. And I said, they didn't have the E, the woo, or the pig. Although somebody did come spray paint on y'all's bulldog statue at at Mississippi State. I'm going to tell you that here's what I'm going to choose to believe. I I was thinking about this this morning. I'm going to choose to believe that that was a fan of another school. I don't know which school, but maybe it was a fan of another school who made it, who made it, who wanted us to think that it was Arkansas. I'm going to choose to believe that Arkansas would not do that. I'm going to choose to believe that. Until I, until I'm proven otherwise. Now, I just, I don't, I don't love that. I don't like when Mm -hmm. fans deface other fans' property. Now, you and I had an interesting discussion. I think it was Friday night about something along these lines. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. So this is where Melanie and I landed. Y'all can, y'all can disagree. Yeah. So, but, but. We, we both sort of have realized that this is a thing. So let's say that, let's say that, that, that A&M is about to play. Who do y'all play this weekend? Well, we play ULM. Okay. So y'all play ULM. We, we, we play, play Alabama the next weekend. So I feel like Alabama is a good example. Okay. So let's use the Alabama example. Mm-hmm. So if Melanie posts and she says, so excited, going to Tuscaloosa this weekend. Um, can't wait to see my Aggies play. Um, I don't know, gig them, and that's your post. Yes, yes. This was our I discussion. Is mm-hmm. it or is it not okay for an Alabama fan to come chime in and say roll tide? I say no. I say, I say no. Save I your say roll no. tides for your fellow Alabama fans. Don't mm-hmm. roll tight at me is what I'm saying. Don't roll tight at me. That is not how I speak. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to gig them at you. Right. right. I'm not going to go into somebody who is posting about, 
let's say somebody is, I mean, I don't, if I have done this before, I don't think I have. If I have, forgive me for, for that. But like, let's say if um, State is playing uh, Louisiana, Lafayette this weekend, I think it's just Louisiana at this point. So they're playing the University of Louisiana. I'm not going to go into a University of Louisiana fans Instagram post and say hell state before the game starts. Here's what I'll say. Here's what, yeah, I appreciate because I had several of my Clemson friends this week that were like, we agree on so much, but not on this. Yes. Right. I, yes. That, I'm good with that. I hope the best team wins or whatever, or I love you so much, but I've got to be cheering for my Bulldogs this weekend or whatever. Great. I totally appreciate that, but just don't, don't roll tide at me. Don't woo pig don't, sue me at me. Don't, don't war eagle me. No. Don't gator chomp me. Like no. keep that to your other friends. Like keep that to your fellow fans of that. School. It feels aggressive is what I'm going to say. It feels aggressive. It and yeah. and I think it's fine to say, as I will say to you in a few weeks, like, um, I hope it's a great game. Um, I'm excited yes. to play y'all. Or this is, like you said, this is the one week where we might not agree, but, um, but I hope each team, you know, plays great or whatever. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. But I feel like there's a polite way to do it. I feel like you can come in and be like, I'm a Florida fan, so I'll be cheering for my Gators this weekend. Great. Basically, what we're saying is sentences, not slogans. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Don't, just, don't just at me. It feels like mm-hmm. you're yelling in my face, and I don't mm-hmm. like it. And I, and I need you to know that I'm making a very forceful hand gesture as I say it feels like you're just, it's just in my face. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. It, because you wouldn't say that, like, if I were having a conversation with you, or I hope you wouldn't, if I were like, man, I'm really excited. Like A&M's playing this weekend. It's the Alabama game. It's going to be at 2.30 on whatever. I hope that if we were talking face-to-face, you wouldn't look at me and go, roll tide. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Then I would not like you. But I think that's what the emojis are for, is like let's recalibrate our emotional IQ mm. and remember that we can put a smiley face emoji. We can put a cry-laugh emoji. We can, I don't know, we can put a heart emoji. We can, I don't know. I feel like emojis are our, they're, Remember, they're our emotional currency. That's right. They society. soften whatever they soften if if we whatever we feel the need to say. They soften yes. it. Yes. So um anyway, all that to say. So we had that discussion. I don't know that we said any of that particularly well, but hopefully the the gist yes. um is there. And then Sunday we woke up, we went to eat some lunch, and then we went to the airport and had to say goodbye. It was very yes, fast. We did. It was very sad. It was always such a fast weekend, but it just, it's the way it goes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was so fun. I mean, hotel strike, you know, notwithstanding, it was, it was very fun. And I felt like we had a great weekend and I loved the podcast and I loved getting to meet so many people. And I appreciate everybody who sat and waited for me to watch the last three minutes of that A&M game. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of you watching it. You did. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not a great picture because my flash was not on, so it's a little it's a little dark and fuzzy. Uh-huh. But the intensity is there. Yeah. I mean, it's for sure. It's you're dialed in. Yeah, I had never felt more intense. You know, it's funny because I had recorded the game and I started watching it again today. And like every time I go to turn it on, like I I start to feel real anxious. It's like I'm going to change the outcome or something. You know, like I 
Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself this game is over. This game has. I know, but I feel like that's the sign of a great a, a great game when you go back and you rewatch a loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I rewatched our game against Alabama last year, mm-hmm. even though it was a loss. It was a it was a phenomenal game. Yeah. So going back and rewatching a loss is a is a sign that, um. I don't know that you're that you're playing well. Yeah, it's yeah. A sign you're playing well. Well, it was just I think that's why it's been enjoyable for me. Like, and why I wanted to go back and watch it was because I was like, Kellen Mond was so dialed in and had such a great game that I was like, this I want to watch this again. Like this, I want to I want to see what this looks like in the moment, and I want to be able to watch our team because I mean our defense was on fire. Jimbo did the most novel coaching thing ever, which is he made some halftime adjustments. And we came out and did better in the second <laughs> half. About I mean, that. what a concept to go in at halftime and say, here's where they're getting us right now. Let's adjust to that and switch it up. And we did. And we came back and we looked strong. And I, I, the, the crowd at Kyle Field, that to me is the other thing, is just the crowd was insane. And so, like, to me, just getting to see the crowd shots and to hear how loud it was on TV, the whole thing has really, it has really ministered to me this week is what I'm saying. Well, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. I, I feel like our game's going to be lively and startful. I saw today our game against Florida is sold out, and wow. there are very few tickets left I for the Auburn imagine. game. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the the A&M game is going to be something else. Well, y'all were one of, Mississippi State was one of Herb Streets. He said y'all were one of his top teams this week. Well, I love Kirk Herb Street, so I will. Yeah. He said that he thought state looked strong. So I feel like that's high praise. I feel like our teams are starting on a, we're starting in a good spot. I know. The SEC West, though, really, it's no joke. It's oh, so no, it's, intimidatingly strong. It That is really going to be one of these. It's really going to be interesting to see how it pans out because I feel like the SEC West is so stacked that really, maybe with the exception of Arkansas, that any given Saturday, any team could beat any other team in the SEC well, West. And I think we know you don't ever count Arkansas out. Oh no, because because as I have said, they could be they could be one and eight coming to Startville, and we're going to go into triple overtime. I was going to say that game is going to be we're going to be an AT and T Stadium like we always are, and that game's going to go to six overtimes. <laughs> I think has Arkansas been in overtime more than any other team in the conference? I think they have. They have to have been. They have to because they've been in overtime with Ole Miss at least two decades mm-hmm. long. Yeah. I mean, like I feel like th- that game goes to overtime every time, and and that game really did go into like six overtimes one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it has to be. I've never seen a team that goes into overtime the way that they do. But I agree with that. I think that's one of those. I I do agree because I think Chad Morris did a good job. And I at SMU, and I I have to believe that he is going to do some good things with that program. I just think that it's going to take some time. I do too. And I think that's in that the lesson that Kentucky teaches us. Bob Stoops has had time. Yep. They have not, they have not, you know, given him two years to develop a winning program. They have given him time and he has used that time to develop a program, to develop his talent, to develop his recruiting, and it's starting to pay off. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you've got to. um, Yeah, it it is. And I think it takes time, especially with some schools where maybe you haven't been pulling in the highest level recruits. I think it takes some time for them to get their own guys in, to get their own system in and all that, because I feel like Jimbo has come into A&M and I feel like uh, someone had not left him with a bare recruiting cabinet. You know what I mean? We have Mm -hmm. some pretty good players. It was just a matter of you know, but I think I think every coach is going to get better as they have time to get their own players that they handpick in a system. 
Absolutely. So it's just the way it goes. So, um, okay, on that note, I have to go get my, I was about to say my little peanut, but she really isn't a little peanut. I gotta go get my little 15 year old, five foot six peanut from school. So, okay. All right, we'll go get a little peanut. <laughs> She'd be so happy. She would She'd love- be so happy. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, y'all. We'll talk to y'all later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.